0: Starting Tuesday, home isolation will no longer be required for triple vaccinated contacts of COVID patients. Boosted contacts will still need to undergo seven days of self health management during which they may continue going to work. The CECC says that triple vaccinated people tend to have lower viral loads and pose less of a risk to community transmission. Let's hear from the CECC.
1: Close contacts who live with COVID patients and who have received three doses of a COVID vaccine will no longer need to isolate. For seven days, they can go out as long as they test negative on a rapid test taken up to two days before. They can go to work, shop, see a doctor, pick up medicines and so on. They should avoid going to crowded areas and especially try to avoid contact with strangers. Eating out is not allowed. On Monday,
0: the CCC reported 61,697 local COVID infections. It also reported 29 COVID-related deaths, 24 of whom were patients older than 60. In related news, starting May 18th, all patients age 65 and up will be eligible for COVID medication without a positive PCR test. Patients who test positive on a rapid test can get a consult with a doctor who will decide whether or not to prescribe medication. Taiwan has begun administering fourth COVID vaccine doses to people in high-risk groups. Eligible people include adults age 65 and up, residents of long-term care facilities and immunocompromised individuals who received their third shot at least five months before doctors suggest that people choose the same vaccine brand that they received for their third shot
1: ids and vaccination cards are checked at the entrance taiwan has begun administering fourth doses of covid vaccines in new taipei far eastern memorial hospital offered walk-in appointments Although the crowds were relatively small, many older adults turned up at the site early in the morning.
2: When the shots first became available, I immediately went to get one because we have seniors at home. For the fourth doses, The people eligible for a fourth dose now are those who got their third shot at least five months ago. So that's not a lot of people yet. I would like to call on eligible high-risk people to get their fourth shot as soon as they can.
1: Fourth doses are available to about 4 million people in high-risk groups. They include adults aged 65 and up, residents of long-term care facilities and immunocompromised individuals. To be eligible for vaccination, they must have received the third shot at least five months before. They can choose to receive Moderna, Pfizer or Medigen. Soon, they'll also be able to receive Novavax, which has been purchased by the CCC but has yet to reach Taiwan.
3: Your third
2: If, for your third dose, you chose a brand that you hadn't received before, for example, if you received AstraZeneca followed by AstraZeneca and Moderna, then for your fourth dose, I think it would be more natural to get Moderna because there are already studies on the effects of a two-dose Moderna regimen, so I would advise people to get the same vaccine brand that they received for their third dose.
1: In related news, about 777,600 doses of Pfizer's child vaccine arrived in Taiwan at 5 a.m. on Monday. The CCC says the shots could roll out as early as May 24th.
0: The Economics Ministry has unveiled a new subsidy to help restaurants survive the pandemic. Restaurants can get a 50% subsidy for any advertising, promotional campaign, or customer discount that they launch to generate business. For example, a restaurant might give a 100 NT discount to customers who who get takeout instead of dining in. This restaurant can submit proof of that discount to collect half of it or 50 NT from the government. Each restaurant can collect a maximum of 100,000 NT. The COVID surge has hit the restaurant sector hard. Even without a stay-at-home order in place, many restaurant owners reported a decline in dining out. One business owner said that revenue has dropped 80% since the start of the wave. The government's bonus stimulus voucher faced criticism on Monday from three DPP lawmakers. During a press conference, the lawmakers blasted some of the voucher programs for failing to help small businesses. The lawmakers added that some of the vouchers were too hard to use and in one case, more than 90% of the vouchers issued have remained unspent.
1: Flanked by fellow lawmakers, DPP legislator Shu Zhijie demands a review of the bonus stimulus voucher programs. He said that the most popular programs were the Food Lover Vouchers, the Agricultural Vouchers and the Arts Fund Vouchers, which had utilization rates of 95.1%, 93.3% and 85.6% respectively. He said the least popular were the Regional Revitalization Vouchers, followed by vouchers issued by the 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 Indigenous Affairs Council and the sports
4: vouchers.
2: The Council of Agriculture continued to launch additional offers and packages so that the vouchers would be spent in the agricultural sector. So we would like to give credit to them for that. For the Indigenous Affairs Council and the National Development Council, it really wasn't easy to identify local specialty industries. Being able to do so came down to how much effort the local governments put into it. But at any rate, the results fell short of expectations. The bonus vouchers were launched in hopes of supporting small businesses affected by the pandemic. But these bonus vouchers tended to be digital, so smaller businesses and those that don't use digital payment were left out. Of course, that went against the point of the stimulus.
1: Lawmakers offered praise and criticism of the voucher programs. The food lover vouchers had the highest usage, but 50.15% were spent in food courts at department stores, 46.03% at restaurants, 2. percent 6% at bakeries, and 1.22% at tourism factories and night market stands. Lawmakers said that because the vouchers were digital, most people spent them at department stores. Very little stimulus ended up going to small vendors.
2: We will deal with the issue of low digital coverage at the Department of Commerce and the Small and Medium Enterprise Agency. Our goal is for more small and medium enterprises to go digital. Very early on, we had informed the economics ministry that this approach wasn't good. The economics ministry should have made improvements quickly. It shouldn't have waited until today to review and improve.
1: The lawmaker had strong words for the economics ministry. The government's haka vouchers and sports vouchers can still be used until the end of May, while the regional revitalization vouchers are good until August 31st. Officials are encouraging the public to take advantage of the vouchers while they still can
5: prawns simmer in hot oil. The chef fries eggs, stirring constantly. When the rice goes in, the real test begins. He twirls the pan vigorously. Finally, an expert prawn fried rice is served. These classic dishes may be simple, but they're staples of Taiwanese cuisine.
4: It tastes like when I was a kid. It has some more old fashioned ingredients that I learned about from my parents.
2: Sue's
5: cooking is a family recipe. This stir fry restaurant is nestled inside a car wash. Loyal customers come back again and again for the good food and good
3: vibes.
4: The owner has such a good heart. Every year he holds a dinner for disadvantaged people. We all join in. We were really struggling at home when I was a kid, but now my finances are not bad. Everyone does their little bit, so everyone can get a nice full meal. We do it once a year.
5: The charity dinner is now in its sixth year. Twenty banquet tables are set up for 200 guests and struggling neighbors get a free invitation.
4: During the Level 3 alert last year, we offered pay-it-forward meals. The pandemic was tough then, and anyone who was struggling financially could come here to get a free lunchbox. We also had oyster vermicelli noodles and things like that.
5: Dining-in was banned during the Level 3 alert, so Shu switched to making charity lunchboxes. They gave out 80 to 100 free lunches every day.
4: The pandemic was so bad last year, he didn't have any profits. It was almost zero. But still, he made charity meals for people.
5: A pandemic will never be easy for a stir-fry restaurant, but Shu has pulled through with the support of his community. And through it all, he never stops helping others.
0: In Southern California, a gunman opened fire at a church last Sunday, killing one Taiwanese American and wounding five others. Taiwan's mission in Los Angeles has reached out to the hospitals that are treating the wounded. FTV has obtained photos of the tragic incident, which shows church members heroically subduing the gunman. Visiting Pastor Billy Chang, who threw a chair at the intruder, has reported to his church in Taiwan that he is alive and well.
1: This image shows California churchgoers holding a gunman to the ground against a backdrop of chaos. On the right is Pastor Billy Chang who, in an act of tremendous courage, hit the gunman with a chair, preventing him from reloading and firing again.
2: It seems that the gunman was in the middle of reloading. He happened to be right behind the gunman, so he grabbed a chair and threw it at the killer. Pastor Chang was very brave. Because of what he did, the other members of the church had the chance to work together to subdue the gunman.
1: The shooting occurred at 1.26 p.m. last Sunday in California. The parishioners had finished service and were having their regular Sunday luncheon. Suddenly, an unknown assailant entered and sealed the doors before opening fire. There were about 40 people in the room.
3: He's believed to be an Asian male adult in his 60s.
1: We don't believe he lives in this area. Witnesses said that when the suspect opened fire, a churchgoer surnamed Zheng rushed up to subdue him but was shot dead. But the churchgoers eventually overtook the intruder. They seized his weapons and tied his legs with extension cords to keep him in custody.
5: Taiwanese congregation is mostly. Older Taiwanese who like to have their service in the Taiwanese language. My thinking is that there were no teenagers that went and tackled this gunman. These were mature people who um, who did this, and I'm very proud of them.
3: That group of churchgoers displayed what we believe is exceptional heroism, heroism, and bravery in intervening or intervening to stop the suspect.
1: Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church is one of the largest Taiwanese congregations in the area, with nearly 150 parishioners. The five people wounded in the shooting were all of Taiwanese descent, ranging from the ages of 66 to 92.
5: Five or six years ago, the the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church needed a place to go and they partnered with us and became a sister congregation in this facility. They have Sunday morning services here regularly. They always have lunch after their service."
1: According to the churchgoers, the suspect understood Taiwanese and could communicate in Mandarin Chinese. A motive for the shooting is still unclear, and a police investigation is underway.
0: Taiwan has denied a report that it refused to import Lithuanian goods. Last Thursday, a Lithuanian media outlet reported that Taiwan businesses had refused to buy Lithuanian grain. It said Lithuania was unable to export its meat products because Taiwan had not issued the required certificates. In response, Taiwan's foreign ministry said it was working to bring in Lithuanian products as soon as possible. It said that the import applications in question were currently under review and that all products that meet domestic regulations would be approved.
1: Late last year in Lithuania, Taiwan opened a representative office under its own name, turning a new chapter in its relationship with the Baltic state. Despite Chinese opposition, Lithuania had pushed for deeper trade ties with Taiwan. But according to a Lithuanian media outlet, Taiwan has since refused to purchase Lithuanian goods according to a local report taiwan has still not opened up to some lithuanian food imports dashing hopes of millions of dollars in export volume the report said that lithuanian merchants wanted to export the grain products but were rejected by taiwanese importers similarly the meat processing industry was still waiting to be issued certificates for exports the report has triggered public anger in Lithuania, with some questioning the promises of commercial gain.
2: I expect us to surpass the 300 million euro export value that we had over decades with a non-democratic authoritarian China. Our exports with Taiwan currently stand at about 50 million euros.
1: Last week, Lithuania's foreign minister pushed back at the doubts. He'd voiced support for Taiwan many times before and had publicly refuted reports that Lithuania would change the name of Taiwan's representative office. Taiwan's foreign ministry also responded to doubts over exports. It said that all applications for Lithuanian exports had been transferred to the competent authority for handling. It said that all products that met domestic regulatory standards would be approved for the Taiwan
2: market. Uh, This media report, the way it says that there is a stalemate, that's putting it a bit too strongly. Any form of trade must be negotiated by the two parties involved. The terms on the table, the products they want to export, whether they meet the requirements of the market, such as the health and safety standards, we're working to handle these issues very, very quickly in hopes of bringing products from Lithuania to Taiwan as soon as possible. Was this a major media outlet or a small media outlet? Was it an independent outlet or
3: what?
2: It involved one of the main media outlets over there. The headline is a bit on the sensational side. Our representative office reached out to local media and to the local agricultural authority to provide an explanation. The local agricultural authority also issued a clarification.
1: Taiwan's foreign ministry said that it was working with its Lithuania office to resolve the misunderstanding as soon as
0: possible. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu described Taiwan and Australia as, quote, like-minded partners in an exclusive interview with an Australian media outlet. Wu also expressed concern about the regional threat posed by the signing of a security agreement between China and the Solomon Islands, which broke off official ties with Taiwan two years ago. This is what he had to say.
3: Australia is a democracy, Uh, it's a shining example of the achievement of democratic development and it's a model for Taiwan to emulate. And uh, for that reason, we think that uh, Taiwan and Australia are like-minded. It's right at your doorstep. And I'm sure any military presence by China in the Solomon Islands is going to be your great concern. The like-minded partners like the United States and Australia and Japan need to pay more attention to the Chinese military activities in the Pacific. To us, uh, China is a factor that we cannot ignore. Uh, China has been threatening Taiwan Uh, with the use of force, Uh, if uh, their uh, peaceful approaches uh, to unify Taiwan is not realized. And it is a factor for Taiwan to deal with. And because of the expansionist uh, mode of the authoritarianism in China, uh, Taiwan has to look at its own existence uh, and its survival in a very serious manner. I should stress that defending Taiwan is our own responsibility. And we are determined to defend ourselves. But when Taiwan faces crisis, we hope the international community can speak out for Taiwan.
0: Besides speaking about regional security issues, Wu touched on the convening of the UN's WHA at the end of May, stressing that Taiwan's 23.5 million people should not be excluded. He thanked Australia for its support for Taiwan's bid to join the WHA, adding that he hoped the Australian government continue to support Taiwan's participation in international organizations. And now to culinary news. One of Taiwan's most famous hot pots is bouncing back from an existential threat. A hot pot restaurant beloved by the rich and famous almost folded in 2019, with its founder getting on in years. The COVID-19 pandemic only worsened its predicament. But now a new team of top chefs have inherited the baton. Fans of super spicy hot pot are breathing a sigh of relief.
2: Slices of premium A5 Wagyu beef are served. This tender marbled meat needs only a few seconds in this legendary hot pot. The broth is a work of art, full of short ribs, beef bones, veggies, and fiery facing heaven peppers. After eight hours brewing, duck's blood cake and tofu joined the pot, along with various chili powders, bell peppers, and bay leaves. As if that wasn't enough, chef adds in a ghost chili, the world's second spiciest pepper, alongside Chinese chili bricks. The hot pot is a favorite among the glitterati. Its veteran inventor retired in 2019, but now a new team has resurrected the legendary dish.
0: I was a bit scared and
1: worried, wondering if this classic taste I love would disappear entirely. So we talked to the original owner of the restaurant and he wanted to give younger generations more space and a platform to develop.
2: The recipe is 40 years old. Fans are relieved that a Michelin star team stepped in to save the restaurant from the threat of shuttering. But as the pandemic drags on, the business is still in danger.
3: We've
1: noticed that in the post-pandemic era, consumer habits are changing. We're perfecting the dining experience for takeout and home delivery customers.
2: Focusing on takeaway options is an industry-wide trend. At this alternative hotpot venue, you can get fish and meat hot pots prepared just for takeaway. The restaurant will call a taxi for your meal or send it by scooter. The end of the pandemic is not yet in sight, and restaurants nationwide are doing all they can to keep the kitchens open.
0: And now, for all the hikers among you, we're taking a trip up the mountains of Hualien to check out a vital bit of public infrastructure. The public restroom on one of Hualien's most popular mountain trails has been disappointing visitors for months. Now it's finally closed for repairs, but plumbers have to climb up the 85-degree face of Tang Trail to get the job done. What a labor of love. Two
2: men grasp a rope tight, carefully scaling the side of the mountain. But they're not on a hiking trip. They're up here to fix the plumbing at the mountaintop restroom. Trail stretches four kilometers across Shielding Township. It was once a Taiwan cement mine, but more than twenty years ago, the Forestry Bureau remodeled it into a hiking trail. Every month, it welcomes two to three thousand hikers to the mountain. But some visitors have a piece of feedback the lavatory placed three kilometers along the trail leaves something to be desired. It smells bad. After thoroughly surveying the site, The Forestry Bureau realized the pipes and septic tank were blocked, so the toilet was closed for repairs. Now the only toilet available is at the very start of the trail, which is not enough for many walkers.
1: The toilet is very important. In the last couple of months, I've gone in the bushes twice. We expect to finish the septic tank by May 20th and then we'll be able to open the ladies' toilet first.
2: The steep terrain here makes repair work extra tricky. Workers take life in their hands to get the restroom back in shape. But forestry bureaus hope that visitors will be more responsible from now on and do their bit to keep the plumbing in good condition. A leaky loo is truly a shared burden.